0: Talking CRM with Jeff and David, getting the best value for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems. David Beard, CRM principal, and Jeff Richards, head of training program development for Sage CRM, spend time chatting with customers, resellers, and others about Sage CRM in action around the globe. In this episode, Zainab talks about the challenges of employee buy-in when systems change Dennis considers his value-add to buyers in the long-term healthcare sector and reflects on their financial and systems operating challenges. Do you find then the user experience is much better as well? So, if you're a care person that has to update a record, uh, it's got to be easier and, and simpler to manage. And I'm thinking it's also good for compliance and risk management for employees, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's much easier to update because they can pass the information back and forth between the two systems. Everybody's up to date. CRM is much easier to put information into, the screens are cleaner in a sense, they're easier to understand, they can be modified very quickly to include things that need to be in there. One nice thing is is that retirement living can actually start in CRM to build the client file as they onboard or move this person into the facility, and at a point, accounting can then take that information and pull it into 300 so that they can do the billing side. So it becomes Ah. very simple. And one of the things we've added to it, too, is there's a process where whenever somebody wants to change a service, you have to fill out this chit. You have to get everybody to sign off on it. You then have to pass it from one side of the building to the other side of the building. Well, we automated that so that when they change a service, they can click a button that will print that form off. And all they have to do then is have it signed and stick it in their file.
0: One of the things we see in a lot of customers, Dennis, is to use a, a rubbish phrase, but it will do. It's there's the Rumsfeld syndrome. It's people don't know what they don't know about the system until they start using it. Did you find at Belmont House find that that was something that was going on as well? You know, once you started one part of automation, you went, oh, I realized I could do another part or a different screen here to move processes and capture into a different area. Is that yeah. did that happen to you?
1: Yeah, and it's happened to the staff too. I think that they were a little leery when I told them what we were doing. And as we've trained them on using the system, they've begun to see the reward that comes from it and the simplicity of it for their processes. And I think now they're starting to think about what else could we do. What can we capture within this system that we're not capturing? Uh, Is there a way that we can uh, start writing letters and using the system to do mail merges and things like that to make it easier for them to manage the things that they have?
0: That fits neatly with one of my other favorite mantras is you're freeing people up from stuff that's transactional low value and free them up to do something that's more value add. And in that case, particularly in the health environment, being able to communicate more freely, more regularly, more richly with stakeholders. That can only be a good thing it
1: is a good thing and it, and it makes it easy on retirement staff too it's that when they're in the record they can actually create the email which is much faster than doing it in outlook where you have to go find the person you want make sure it's the right person because you probably have 400 contacts in there and then you got to try and find it later if you need to reference it
0: doing it all in
1: crm
2: it's done
0: I'm interested to move on a little, Zainab, uh, talking about employees' take-up or otherwise of a new system in their midst.
2: When people reject the system, and that is an experience that we had with Belmont House, especially with one of the power user in the team, the worst user or the weakest user of CRM, they were rejecting the system in a way, and I was talking about the process and talking about what kind of changes we will make. She mm. was rejecting to hear anything, any recommendation from me. So we were in meeting rooms and I use that one as an example. I had I end up by talking to Dennis face to face and fe- Dennis had to re- translate it to her in the language that she was <laughs> accepting everything that Dennis would say.
0: It's all about employee buy-in. So it does take Correct. not just showing a system, right? But it's, it's all about benefit to them. Is that what you're saying, Zainab?
2: Correct. So okay. it's just for them to digest that this is the system that can do more for us. That's the reason I say Dennis played a big role in that end of the organization, take it step by step. And the way that we implemented CRM, even although we provided them with a big end to end solution that can automate A to Z because of the user. I would say acceptance, we had to put the project on hold, but then we took it in in um, the recommendation that Dennis came with by implementing this one piece by piece.
0: Dennis, was that a bit of learning for you and Belmont House as well at the time, that maybe bitten off more than the company was ready for?
1: Yeah, I think it probably was. I was probably way ahead of everybody else as to where mm-hmm. these systems could go and what they could right. do. You know, I had been automating accounting for a number of years prior to deciding that the next tackle would be let's look at CRM and see what it can do for us. Uh And I think that when we did the initial plan, it was too big and people didn't understand what it could do for them. And even when we went back at it the second time, there was still some reluctance in what this was going to do. Was it just another IT system? Somebody dreamed up and and it wasn't going to do what we want. And we were going to have to do workarounds. And we're going to be forced to do this. Because we built it as we went and we listened to the user, we began to find ways to simplify their process and show them the real benefits.
0: Yes, and I think that's almost talking earlier about Rumsfeldian outcomes it's like people don't know what they don't know about it and so there is an F, an element of shepherding people along yep. maybe one one i'm mixing up all sorts of crazy metaphors now one mountainside at a time or something yep. like that right you mentioned earlier that you're joining bass you're still working with belmont but you're joining bass as a bit of a, an industry expert for that sector What are the plans zainab for you to work with dennis and how do you think you'll work together to take this thinking project management setup of systems into other customers
2: i think the key factor why we want to work with dennis expertise is going to the industry of the long-term care retirement home we can talk about technology. We can talk about the product. We can translate what they are looking for. We can look for like their requirements and provide them with the solution. Mm-hmm. The benefit that we are getting of having Dennis, he's talking to them about their pain point. What is it and how they solved it at Belmont House? Because he has the industry expertise, because he has the industry knowledge yes. for the long years and implementing ERP solution for Belmont House and implementing CRM. I think that is going to be a key factor for us, the language, the pain point, touching yeah. them to the areas that he knows that the business is hit or is they are having like losing time or they they are spending too much manual or they are doing redundant on that. So cool. all of these points I can talk about it, but I can not talk about it reading it from a paper. But when Dennis talks about it, he talks about day in the life issues.
0: He lives it, yes.
2: He lives it. He breathes it. He talks about it. So it's kind of he will become the godfather of that company when he's talking to them.
0: I'm not sure if godfather and, and, and long-term healthcare are probably good bedfellows. But <laughs> anyway... Dennis, what do you think you're going to bring? You're building on Zainab's points there. You obviously have lived to, you understand the terminology. They're, they're, they're big things. Mm-hmm. But what else will you bring? Is is it the do things slowly like we just talked about? What else could you add to that mix?
1: Well, I think I could bring really understanding what the homes go through and how they operate and what the real pain points are and how to put in a solution that will make their life much easier. One of the goals always in long-term care is to provide the best care you can to your residents. And since funding is somewhat limited, you want to put your dollars where they do the best work. And the best work isn't having large admin staffs. The best work is having small admin staff, but staff that have access to the information that they need in order to operate the home. A lot of the homes, there's sort of three sectors, the for-profit sector, there's the city homes or homes that are owned by communities, and then there's the not-for-profit sector. And in sort of all of those, you have boards and boards of directors. And so you're constantly answering to these boards, and you want to do it the best and the fastest way you can. And especially these not-for-profit homes, which are usually single sites, maybe they've got two but they're not large organizations, but they have a board that are all volunteers. And so you're meeting with them and you're trying to tell them what's going on and let them know what the risks are involved in the organization and and where your finances are going. Uh, Are you going to be able to stay within those? Um, You know, What's your forecast? You don't get more funding just because you spend more money. But if you don't spend the money, you have to give it back. So it's finding that heart there where you can say, we've spent the money, we spent it well, we spent it within the rules, and we can tell the board we have no risk.
0: In the next episode, Dennis talks about the operating model of long-term care in the province, how CRM systems help them track and report on a range of metrics, and news on the future of CRM for this sector in and around Toronto. You've been listening to Talking CRM with Jeff and David. Getting the best for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems.